It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. It's an interesting piece over the weekend uh, from our friends at the Dispatch. Yeah, David French uh, with a very interesting title, A Whiff of Civil War in the Air. But he focused on this idea that malice and misinformation are what is really driving our national division. So think about that. Malice and misinformation. I think that's an, an interesting thing and an interesting combination to look at. Um, so why would even we even look at that kind of combination? Well, if you look at uh, recent polling... Uh, it's really interesting. This is this is something broad consensus here. Eighty uh, percent of President Joe Biden voters say that the other side is a clear and present threat to American democracy. Eighty-four percent of those who supported then President Donald Trump view the opposition, the Democrats those who voted for Joe Biden, as a clear and present threat to American democracy. So think about that. You have the vast majority of those who voted for President Biden and the vast majority of those who voted for President Trump look at the other side and say they are the problem. They are a clear and present threat to democracy. And so that's where this gets interesting. And David French did a brilliant job. Uh, we'll post this on our social media today once the, the interwebs get working again and Facebook is back online. Uh, that this combination of malice and misinformation is what is driving polarizing efforts in the country. Because if if your hate or your fear of someone you disagree with then you are much more likely to consume and believe and rehearse and repeat misinformation. Even things that you logically normally would say, no chance. And so other polling has found, David French pointed this out, that Americans substantially exaggerate the extent to which members of the other political party dehumanize, dislike, or disagree with them. So that means Democrats are saying, well, these Republicans are dehumanizing me. They dislike me. They disagree with me. And Republicans are saying, well, Democrats hate me, and they make it so I'm not even a, a person And so that's where the problem gets rolling is when we stop and we get past recognizing and valuing the humanity of each other and the uniqueness that everybody brings and being curious, then of course you're going to buy into misinformation 
Because if somebody is validating your hate, your contempt, your disdain for the other political party or someone you disagree with on an issue, then of course you're going to be more susceptible to buying into and repeating misinformation. That's a big problem. And the thing that we have to recognize, uh, Lincoln got it right. Lincoln got it right, folks. (laughs) Malice towards none. Malice towards none. Malice, disdain, makes you vulnerable to misinformation. Anger, fear, frustration, rage, all of those negative base emotions put you at risk from, again, believing, consuming, and repeating things that aren't true or that aren't real. And so where do we go? What's what's the path forward really look like? Well, I, I think it's, it's pretty simple. Uh, David French wrote a book about a year ago, and I do think uh, it was about a year ahead of its time, maybe a little more than that. It was called Divided We Fall. And it presented a very simple argument that America's strongest social, political, and cultural forces were driving America apart. And that if we didn't arrest the trend and address the culture of grievance that animates our politics, the future unity of the nation could not be guaranteed. And I think that's true. It's that grievance. It's where we have to cheer the bad luck, the misfortune of others. It's this zero-sum mentality where if you're doing better, that means I must be doing worse. And that's not who we are as a nation. It's an abundance mentality. That there's enough and to spare. So we have to get past you know, all, all of these sweeping generalities, demonizing, weaponizing words, uh, and just creating this environment of malice. Malice and misinformation go hand in hand. And that is part of the problem. Now, I want to go to a really interesting source here for a second. Uh, this was, again, part of David French's uh, article uh, in the dispatch over the weekend And he approached it, as he always does, in a really interesting way. He said, let's do something really simple. (laughs) Let's go to the ninth commandment. So let's go way back in the time machine. Uh, Don't bear false witness against your neighbor. That's that's pretty straightforward. That's pretty easy. Uh, But then he went uh, and took it a step further and... I don't think we've ever quoted this on the show, but we are going to go to the Westminster Larger Catechism on the Ninth Commandment is where we're going today. And listen to this in light of where we find ourselves in our political discourse. So remember, the Ninth Commandment, don't bear false witness, says the duties required in the Ninth Commandment are the preserving and promoting of truth and the good name of our neighbor, as well as our own, appearing and standing for the truth, and from the heart, sincerely, freely, clearly, and fully speaking the truth, and only the truth, 
in matters of judgment and justice, and in all other things whatsoever, a charitable esteem of our neighbors, loving, desiring, and rejoicing in their good name, sorrowing for and covering of their infirmities, freely acknowledging of their gifts and graces, defending their innocency, a ready receiving of a good report, an unwillingness to admit an evil report concerning them, discouraging, and I love this, <laughs> discouraging tale-bearers, flatterers, and slanderers, love and care of our own good name, and defending it when need requireth, keeping of lawful promises, studying and practicing of whatsoever things are true, honest, lovely, and of good report. Now, again, I think that goes back into the 1600s, the Westminster Larger Catechism. But again, we could we could spend the next week just talking about this definition of the Ninth Commandment and how it relates to our political discourse of malice and where that leads us in terms of misinformation. I think that's an interesting thing to look at. Uh, I love the idea that we should discourage talebearers, flatterers, and slanderers. That's a pretty good model, that we should dismiss any evil report, that we should be skeptical of those kinds of reports rather than immediately accepting Again, think of what happens on your social media feed. You start clicking. You don't like people who like chocolate ice cream. And suddenly in your feed, you're being served up all of the evils of people who like chocolate ice cream. And the more you look at it and the more you click on it, the more they serve it up. And the more susceptible because you become angry towards those people who like chocolate ice cream. And you can't believe how anybody could like chocolate ice cream. And then suddenly you're getting reports about how the people who eat chocolate ice cream are evil. And that they are the problem for all of society's ills. That it's their fault for anything that goes bad. It's this creation of malice. And we have to get past it. Lincoln got it right. Malice towards none, charity for all. We have to get beyond malice because it leads us to believe and repeat misinformation. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources today. And as always, as you go out into the world, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something today that'll make a difference. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.